Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Bridge Teaching Podcast. We hope that the messages you hear are both uplifting and challenging. And now, welcome to the Bridge. We're going to be in Ephesians chapter 4 tonight, so please look that up. Um, can I just look around for a second? Look around at each other. Um, things are going well. You know, we, we have a lot of new students, and so if you're new, I'm glad you're here. But we also got a not, lot of new leaders, and I was just, man, just, I'll be honest, I don't have a lot of good memories tied to when we launched the bridge. It was, a, it was probably one of the worst times of my life as a Christian. Um, not like the worst times of my life as like from being a Christ follower, because that was the absolute worst. But um, I went through some hard times as a new pastor. And it's just a cool reminder for me and for you that sometimes you just got to stick with something. And you can't give up because if you just obey God and just trust him with the results, that's all that matters. And you never know uh, what he's going to do and where he's going to go. So uh, as I teach you guys in Ephesians 4, um, you know, I've had a really long day. My back's a little sore. Um, Or not Spencer, but Judah woke me up at 530 this morning. So I'm tired, right, Um, as you might be as well. I invite you to just please pay attention to the passage tonight and please lean into it with me. I love the word of God. I'm excited about the word of God. And that's what I'm going to preach to you right now. In Ephesians chapter 4, we're looking at verses 11 through 16. Going to be hanging out a lot in those 11 and 12. And then I'm going to breeze through those last four verses. And this is really kind of, you know, something I'm, uh, do you guys know Hannah who's just giving announcements? Something I've tasked her with. Um, you know, because she is our youth intern and she's on uh, really the the youth worship intern. But but one thing I've tasked her with is helping me uh, create a student leadership team, right? So so her and I, we still got a few things to tweak and work out and plan. So we were going to unveil it this week. Uh, However, I think it was in God's plan. Look at your neighbor and say God's plan. Yeah. Um, I never heard that song. I listen to Christian music though, you know. Um, But Next week, I'm going to unveil to you, like, really the whole dream of the student leadership team. Hannah and I will do that together. She's going to lead it, and I'm obviously I'm a pa- the pastor. I'm going to oversee everything. But I'm praying that you are stirred and you are convicted and you are challenged to partner with us in what the Lord is doing here. Like I was saying, God is doing something here. Like, I've been through some hard times here, but he's on the move, and I want you to get on board with it. So as we read in Ephesians 4, verse 11, it says, Now these are the gifts Christ gave the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and the teachers. Now, raising up hand, someone please share with me the best gift or one of the best gifts you've ever received. What, yeah, Livisa. This past Christmas, how's it going for you? You love it. It's not an idol. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. I love my iPad too. Yeah, free. Dude, you got a nice car. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, good. Someone else, someone else. Yeah, yeah, Alex. Yeah, you got a nice car too. You're, yeah, for a long time, I mean, you probably still have a nicer car than I do. But you guys remember my Scion in 05? I got really bummed out when, like, uh, you guys all drive nicer cars than I do. Um, yeah, what do you got, Sam? <laughs> yeah, what kind? Don't know what those words mean. You just spoke a different language to me, man. But I'm going to take that as a, it's a good computer, Sam. Okay, someone else, because my computer timed out. Someone else help me. Yeah. A kitten? You ever seen 101 Dalmatians? I'm kind of more in the uh, Corella DeVille camp when it comes to cats. So, too far? 
I'm just kidding. I did buy my wife cats, though, when I was a nurse because I was away so much at night to keep her company. She likes cats. So I do take care of my cats, at least. But I, I love that you love your kitten. That's a great gift, yeah, if you're into that sort of thing. Dogs, can I get amen, somebody? <laughs> cats, any cat people? All right, you guys got to rep strong. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, let me get two more gifts. Two more gifts. Yeah, Jen. Amen. Jen wins. Let's all go home. That was the answer. That was the right answer. No, it's good. We're done. We're done. Um, well, turns out, other than Jen, you ruined it for me. Turns out you're wrong. You know what the best gift you ever received is? It's me. It's me. Right? Okay. All right. All right. That's good. You guys are good. You're with me. All right. All right. All right. Now, we just read in verse 11, these are the gifts, the pastors and the teachers. Who's the pastor and the teacher here? You're welcome. You're welcome. Look at your neighbor and say, Merry Christmas, Marv. It's a Home Alone reference. Real question. I'm in your life to do what? Amen, sister girl. That's right. I'm here to teach you, shepherd you, disciple you. But the major key and reason that I do all of that, we see in verse 12, read me on the screen, is ultimately my responsibility is to equip you to do his work and build up the church or to equip you to do the work of the ministry to build up the church, the body of Christ. Who is the church? You, right? So I need to equip you to build each other up. I can't do the work by myself. I'm called to teach you to do the work. It's not my job. It's my job to teach you to do the work. See, he put you and I in relationship. My relationship to you as pastor teacher is I'm, not your dad. And a lot of you guys are like, thank God, right? I can be a spiritual father to you. I have pastors in my life that are like spiritual fathers to me, but ultimately I'm not your dad or even, I'd like to think you guys would think of me maybe more of as an older brother, right? But I'm getting pretty old now, so I'm really getting into the dad range to you right now, okay? But the truth is, is this, the reason why you and I are in relationship together, why you gather weekly to learn from me is so that I can, starts with an E, to what? Equip you. Now, equip in the Greek, it means preparing and restoring people to their proper use. Man, that's what I want to teach you to do. That, hold up, hold, time out. That's fire. Think about that. That's cool for me. That's cool for you. My privilege, my calling is to teach you to restore people. You have hard stories. I have a hard story, but what's beautiful is through the healing and the love and the callings of Jesus Christ, God can take that which made Satan, what, what Satan meant for evil, God is going to use for good. I'm teaching you to help people become who they are, to help them be restored back to how things were in the garden. Man, that is a privilege. We might just show up here not realizing, not seeing what it is that we get to do and what this is all about. The beautiful thing is this, is I have the privilege of giving you the tools. I get to put them in your hands, but then from there, the spirit, he comes and he moves your hands so that people can be restored. It's my job to put the tools in your hands. It's your job to hold the tool. But all you and I, you and I have to do is we just hold the tool and then we pray the spirit comes and then he moves our hands so that we can restore people back 
to where they need to be. Man, I think of my testimony, my wife's testimony. Man, we needed people to do this in our life because things were taken from us, from the enemy, from wicked people. But God in his healing, he came and restored us. He didn't just make us new, but he made us whole. He let us start over again. And you get to be part of that same story of restoration in people's lives. Read me on the screen. It says in Galatians, brothers and sisters, if anyone is caught in transgression or a sin, you who are spiritual, you should restore them in a spirit of gentleness. You should restore them. It's saying that you should restore people with gentleness, not like a butthead, right? Like uh, what did Mary Poppins say that a spoonful of what helps the medicine go down? Sugar, right? If you put a little love, that's like the sugar and having like a hard conversation. Make sure you love the person first, right? But you get to restore people, right? Um, what's like a favorite like classic car you guys like? Throw one out. I need one. Give me, one, give me a classic. A Chevelle. A, I like a good Chevelle. Broncos are my love language. So I'm going with that one, right? Man, if we had this like beat up, nasty, rundown Bronco where it's like if you put your feet on the bottom of that floorboard, you're getting tetanus for sure. Right, you're going to get locked out just like George Washington. You know what I'm saying? It's like, this is a messed up Bronco. But, man, have you seen, like, a Bronco that's, like, been restored? Like, I'm talking, like, it's been set up real nice. Um, just, like, all the, I don't know, all the cool features added or something like that. Man, our job is to take things and people that have been damaged. And we need to see things in them that they don't even see themselves. We see it in them, we speak it over them, and then we lead them to who they can be in Jesus Christ once they've declared him as Lord and Savior. Beyond that, in Matthew 4, 24, we see this word again in regards to equipping and restoring. When Jesus saw the disciples, it said they were mending their nets or repairing their nets. I mean, there are people who are broken. They have rips, they have tears in them. But it's saying that you and I, when we actually say, yes, God, I am called. Yes, God, I am gifted. Yes, you do want me to be a part of your redemption plan of the universe. When you actually step into that, you are equipped to mend them back to the health that Jesus wants them to have. If you and I, if we were sailors, I, my job as pastor and teacher would be to teach you how to raise the sails. Any sailors in here? Right? Anyone know how to like, anyone ever been on like a Hobie or a catamaran or anything like that? Okay, all right, my homies in the back. Anyone else? Okay, yeah, Allison, you've done that. That's dope, cool, right? So here's the deal. Like, man, my job ultimately would be like to teach you how to raise the sails, right? Because if you don't actually end up raising the sails, what's gonna happen when the wind comes? That bow ain't moving. You ain't going anywhere. But if I can teach you to raise the sails and you actually do it, the spirit, he's like the wind. And when he comes, we are gonna take off together, but if I do not equip you or you don't pick up the tools, you are a capable people, a gifted people, and we're not living out our destiny. But you and I, we're equipped with tools to, in verse 12, I see part A to do his work. And then I see in part B, we're called to build up the church. Now, question, someone talk to me. What is this work? We read about it in verse 12. What is this work? It's not in there, but like, what's the work of the Lord? When it says, do his work, what is God's work? It's like kind of confusing, so, so I'll take some guesses. What does it mean to do his work? You're nervous because it is kind of hard. Yeah, LaVisa, thank you. Is your name LaVisa? 
sorry. Yurik, I love you. You were trying to bail me out. I'm sorry. You're next. He said spread the gospel. Is that what you were going to say? You stole her answer. Okay. How do you know, Sam? How do you know what she's going to say? <laughs> you just keep thinking about your computer over here, buddy. All right? Your special gift. Levisa, I'm sorry about these rude boys in the front row here. Okay? All right. But, Yurik, you're not wrong. It is to spread the gospel. What else? Go and make what? Disciples. Right. This is right. And what does it mean to build up the church? What does that mean? What do you think? What is that, Jen? Amen. Let's go. Let's go. But the people within the church, right, to strengthen each other, to encourage each other, to empower each other, because we together, we are the body of Christ. You, when you build up the church, you are serving the church with your gifts. So I equip you to equip. I'm not the sole equipper. And also, stating the obvious, without the leaders you have, which, can you say, thank you, leaders? You, we have dope, dope, radical leaders. This is the best leaders I've ever had. We are in a very, very blessed place of discipleship. I'm not called to do it alone. And get this, I'm unable to do it alone, right? Um, I, I need you and we need them. We need each other. Anyone ever seen Rocky? Do you guys know about the Rocky movies with, with Sylvester Stallone? You know of them? I need you to quit doing your devos until you've seen Rocky, until you know them. I'm just kidding. Keep doing your devos. Don't listen to that. Okay. But Rocky, uh, who is his, uh, his love interest? Speaking of relationship series next week. What's your name? Adrian. That's right. That's right. So he's, um, a, uh, Rocky is talking to um, Adrian's brother, Polly, right? Rocky likes Adrian. And uh, I'm going to attempt to do the voices. Please laugh at me. But I'm suck at this, but I'm going to do it for you anyways, okay? Uh, Polly is talking to Rocky. They're having dialogue about Adrian. And Polly goes, yo, Rocco, right? Is that, is that okay? Is that how Polly sounds? He's like, yo, Rocco, like, what do you like my sister? And this is what Rocky says, this beautiful thing. It's a picture of the church. This is what he says. I've got gaps. She's got gaps. Dude, it's not about how my accent is. It's the words. So listen, David. These boys, you're dead. You guys are all dead. No, I'm just kidding. Listen, I'm going to start over. Don't mess me up, man. I've got gaps. She's got gaps, but together, we got no gaps. Look at your name and say, ah, shucks, ah. That, no, listen, listen. He says, I've got gaps and she's got gaps, but together, we don't have any gaps. That's the beauty of the church, is that together, when we are unified, we are actually coming together to be the body of Christ that we're called to be. And with that, I equip, equip you and I teach you to use your gifts. Check this out in Ephesians 4. It says, however, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. So, man, if you think that you're not called, if you don't have a plan for your life that God planned even before you were born, I don't mean to be harsh, but you're calling God a liar. Because it says here, he's given each of us a special gift. And that gift is given to us to do the Lord's work and to um, build up the church. And in 1 Peter 4, it says that God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. They're not all the same. We need different giftings so that we can reach different people and do different things. But we're called to use them well to serve one another. Look at your neighbor and say, congratulations, you're gifted. See, I can't do it alone. 
So my question for you is this, is can this place be a hospital for sick people? Can it? Are we gonna create that culture here? If someone who doesn't yet know Jesus Christ, are you gonna make them feel comfortable here? Or maybe someone's really in love with Jesus Christ, but they wanna be part of a community that also loves Jesus Christ, but you don't take the time to actually say hello to someone you don't know, right? And meet them or sit with them, right? Instead, you're only thinking about yourself and your friend group. If we're not gonna take the time to do that, then I don't know this, this can be a community that welcomes new people. I don't know if we can be a hospital for sick people. Here's what I want. I want us to be a training ground for Christians to go out and fight the spiritual dark forces of this world. Are you willing to take this time serious enough so that we can go out and fight the battle that we are called to be? Are we actually going to be warriors? Are we actually going to be athletes? If that's a yes, if you're inspired by that, then I say partner with me and let's do this together. But you could be like, but what if I don't? What if I don't believe you? people who were God was speaking through. I don't, I don't believe that I have a gift or I don't believe I have anything to offer or I believe I'm too messed up or my, my, my past is too dark. What if you don't, if you say, nope, it's not for me, it's for other people. It's just for the teachers or the worship team, but it's not for me, right? What if that, then, 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 we, then Paul, he talks about it in verse 13. He says, this will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's son that we will be mature in the Lord measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ, then we will no longer be like immature, immature children. We won't be tossed and blown by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own work, it helps the other parts grow. You have a special part, but it's saying that unless you do your part, the other parts aren't going to work. If you say, I don't have a gift, you're actually hurting the body of Christ. You're hurting each other. You're hurting your neighbor. It says that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. So verse 13, the first thing I'm seeing here is that if you're not serving, you're going to miss out on unification of the church, the people working together. See, someone throw out an organ that's really important to, to survive. Well, it's funny. Who said appendix? Do you say appendix? That's like probably very low on the totem pole of important organs, my friend, because it can swell and rupture and kill you, but you can live without it, right? But I would say, man, heart's pretty important, right? But what if you got all heart and no lungs, right? Man, that's an issue. Yeah, heart is important, right? Because it, man, man, is this one of the most critical, really, muscles and pumps in your body, right? But if you got all heart and no lungs, the body will still die, right? We all have different parts and things that we have to bring to the table. But beyond that, it's saying that we're not going to be unified. We need each other. In John 17, when Jesus was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, what was the things he prayed for you and I? That we would be what? It's in the text, verse 13, that we would be in unity. He said, Father, let them be one as you and I are one. We should want to serve because that was extremely important to Jesus Christ. Verse 14, if we don't serve, we won't be mature. See, there is a maturity that develops in you by serving, right? So, I mean, what I'm doing for you right now, what I'm doing for you is I'm feeding you and I'm nourishing you with the word of God, right? But like, man, I have to spoon feed Judah right now. 
and it's a mess. I have to get out three different spoons, right? Because I'll get a spoonful of like his baby food and like he'll, he'll take one bite from me and then he snatches it and just starts chewing on that spoon. So then I take out the next spoon, right? And I feed it and then he snatches it, right? And then, I, and then we, we do a rotation. Like he, and he's chucking spoons like he's Thor. Remember how Thor like slams the coffee cups on the ground after he has one? That's how Spence, or Judah is with his, his spoons, right? But here's the deal. Judah's seven months old. It's all right for me to spoon feed him. At some point, that's kind of inappropriate. Mikey, imagine like we went to Chipotle together. We both get like a burrito bowl and people look over and they see me feeding you. At first glance, they're like, is something wrong with this freak, right? Actually, if they said that, that'd be pretty messed up if they didn't know you were a healthy person, right? But if they know you're a healthy young man, that would be weird. It's just as weird as if I keep teaching you and you don't do anything with it, right? Man, that's what it's saying. I expect you to mature. But beyond that, right, it's saying, man, what's fascinating about this text is saying that you're not going to be deceived with false teachers and, and lies from the world. Man, that is a phenomenon. But there's some sort of connection and power and your spiritual knowledge and maturity happening as you begin to use your gifts to further the kingdom of God. And but beyond that, we see in verse 16, if you don't say, God, here's my gift, use it, other people aren't going to grow either. I pray this is an inspiration for all these adult leaders you guys have here, right? It's like, why am I doing this? Why are they spending time away from their kids, from their families, right? Why are they like missing out on all the things they have to do is because they believe in you. They believe in you more than you believe in yourself. But beyond that, it benefits us as well. Jesus said in Acts 20, verse 35, that it's better to give than it is to receive. And once that clicks, once we get it, it's then we enter in the contentment that we're all searching for and longing for. Your gift matters. So you can't say, if I don't help, someone else will. No, if you don't, fact, fact. If you don't serve, if you don't help, it doesn't mean someone else will or everything's gonna be okay. The body of Christ is hurt. Like, it's not like someone else will do it. No, fact, according to this text, if you don't serve, it hurts the body of Christ. That's why one of our four values, I'm almost done, so listen up. One of our four values, man, is we want you to make the decision that Christ is my Lord, he's my captain, my king. But beyond that, we want you to be discipled. We want to train you up in the way that you should go. I want you, to, I want to be able to say to you, follow me as I follow Christ. That's why we do groups at the end of the night, right? But with that, we have the direction value. That's the third of our four values because we believe that you are called and that you have a gifting today. I don't wanna teach you to use it after you're 18, you're graduated. I wanna equip you today, right now to use that gift. And when you're living in your gifting and in your calling, I say that your soul is thrilled with a sense of destiny. And do you want that? Do you want that? Or are you just rather just keep searching for the next thing that's gonna pass the time? Are you just gonna engage in the next scroll or the next show that's just gonna let you escape reality tomorrow? Or together, can we face the music and say, you know what? This world's not my home and this life is not my home. There are people that are gonna go to hell. There are people in bondage. There are people that are going to be enslaved to the damage and the bad things that have done to them. Unless I say, just like Isaiah, here I am, use me. That's between you and the Lord. I can't force you. I will preach it. I will teach it. I don't care if no other people start coming, but that's the message and that is the mission is you saying, God, I love you. And I, I don't have much to bring, but what I got, I'm bringing it to you to be set on fire by you, Holy Spirit. And if you wanna be a part of that, be part of what the Lord is doing here, the next week we're gonna tell you how to do it. Let me pray for you. 
God, I love you, Lord. I thank you for the students here. And I pray that they would be um, not just inspired, not just be motivated, but they would be convicted that they would not have a sluggard mentality. They would not have a lazy mentality. God, when I look in this room, I don't see that. What I see are warriors. What I see are athletes. What I see are people that are ready to be championed and to furthering your kingdom where we're gonna tick the enemy off because this is a youth group that has gotten on mission and your angels are gonna celebrate and your spirit is gonna move through us in Jesus' name to win people for Christ, that we're gonna mature, that we're gonna be unified, Father God. We're gonna grow. We're not gonna be like immature, immature children tossing forth by the ways, but we are people that together are saying, here's my gift. Holy Spirit set in fire. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey guys, thanks so much for spending time with us. If you'd like to learn more about The Bridge, please follow us on Instagram at wearethebridge. Also, if you need prayer, send us a DM. Otherwise, tune in next time.